What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And we're on the road with the Rough Riders. Joe Womack was our strength coach, and he was rooming with Ron Este. I'm coming down the elevator with Joe Womack, and he is mad. He is so mad. And I'm like, what's wrong, Joe? And he goes, you wouldn't believe what Este did. He's in his underwear, and he emptied the mini box. Smarties and the Kit Kats thinking it's free, thinking it was a gift basket. And Joe looks at me, it ain't fun. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Yes, it is. Hello, Canada and uh, Canadian sports fans in the United States. It's the RP Show. Hour 2 is at hand. We're live at Century Downs Racetrack and Casino in beautiful Calgary, Alberta, Canada. We're on Game Plus television across all 10 Canadian provinces, including TELUS Channel 924 in Alberta and B.C. and 31 U.S. states. We're also on the radio in Atlanta, WQEE, where Atlanta's NHL show, podcast, and YouTube live. Well, we've only been building it up for a week, so can we bring in our next guest here in hour two, the great Kelly Rudy, Hockey Night in Canada, NHL great, joining us here at Century Downs. How you doing, Kelly? I am having a great summer, Rod. I can uh, tell. Yeah, we're so busy. We're uh, doing all sorts of things. And then the weekend's going to turn great, being a long weekend. I'm going to go up to Edmonton uh, tomorrow, grab my mom and bring her down for uh, the long weekend. So she awesome. can see uh, us and the grandchildren and her great-grandchildren. So it's going to be a fun weekend. Good to hear. Good to hear. When would hockey fire up for you again? For me, not until uh, October. Oh, so you're uh, good, yeah. The first game of the Flames, I believe, is a... Wednesday and it's at home versus Winnipeg and then I'll start the trek every single weekend back to Toronto for hockey night. Yeah, because you're I'm just calling up your hockey DB here. I've got it memorized, but I want to read it <laughs> off to everybody else. <laughs> you, um, you'll know it more than I do then. Yeah, uh, yeah. well, because you know what the thing is, as we get a little older, yes, and you are looking fantastic the older you get, you're going to be like Cherry in that people are only remembering you as a broadcaster. Not a player. Oh, I would think most people only know me as a broadcaster, mm. right? Like, it's been a Kids long time. Maybe. Kids what is maybe. it, 24, 25 years since I've retired? Something like that, right? Like, it's been a long, long time. Uh, it's hard to imagine. I remember when I was nearing, like, I played pro hockey for 17 years. I remember when I was nearing that as a broadcaster, and I'm thinking, seriously, I'm going to be a broadcaster longer than a player because I never envisioned that, right? Yep. Nobody does. You know, what did they say? When I first got into broadcasting, somebody told me, if you ever have a 10-year career, it's a miracle. And so, and you know what, right? I, I guess it. it's a miracle. Yeah. Miracles in many ways. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at this, Kelly, and I just think of you, that medicine hat tiger, yeah. and you're just a hockey fan here, right? But you do have a Stanley Cup with the Islanders, correct? Well, I was a, a spare but you, you get a ring. I now? do not have a ring. As a as a spare, you don't get a ring. So okay. I was a part of the. I never played, of course. I was one of the spares, but I was, uh, uh, you know, practicing every single day, doing all that whole thing uh, as a spare. And now spares, they get to go on the ice for the celebration. They get to hold yeah. the cup, right? Back then, we didn't. Yeah, it's interesting in 
this town, the stories. Boy, those flames have milked the most of that 89 cup, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't you? <laughs> they have to. Yeah, exactly. I guess Tim Hunter comes and talks about how he wasn't in uniform. In the, when the night they won in right. Montreal, and he was right. a healthy scratch, but he was, you know, was able to lift the cup and so forth. But yeah, with Kelly Islanders, Kings, Sharks, and one game with the Phoenix Roadrunners. That was a disaster. So I'll tell you the story. Okay. Okay, so that was my last year at Los Angeles. And honestly, Rod, the day before the start of training camp, the day before medicals, I blew up my left ankle. I was skating with the guys, and I blew up my ankle. So I show up to uh, the physicals, and of course I don't pass. And uh, I ultimately lost all of training camp and two months of the regular season. So at some point I was nearing, well, I thought I was nearing to come back. And so uh, they said, uh, the management said, why don't you go down to Phoenix and give it a whirl? So I think I played 20 minutes or 40 minutes. I was terrible. I, 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 and then I didn't play again for another month or so. So I knew I wasn't ready. But as one longtime NHL uh, friend told me, it's a formula for failure to go down there. And, and he was exactly right. I, I thought I'd do it just to see chest my ankle. And it was not good. And the overall Buddy, experiment was horrible. If this is, an, if this is accurate. Yeah. It says you allowed five goals in 50 minutes. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. It was, in the like IHL. I said, I wasn't ready. I, <laughs> Clearly, I had another month I would have thought you could just stand in the net. And <laughs> well, I'll tell you another thing, Rod. As a goalie, yeah. Yeah. To, to play in the minors, if once you're established as an NHL guy, it's hard to go in the minors because with all due respect to those guys, they're trying their best. They're, you know, but positionally, they're not quite there yet. And you don't have the trust, right? Like mm -hmm. if you're an NHL goalie and you're playing with NHL defensemen, you trust them in all situations. And so, like, you know, they've got backdoor covered. They've got all these other things covered that you don't have to worry about. You only worry about the shooter. In the minors, that's not the case. Buddy, now we're getting into what we should talk about. <laughs> I just hate how they rotate goalies like it's five guys and a goalie. There should be a TV show about that. It's a six-man unit in my mind. Yeah, it is, right? Sure. But, but they, I, I feel like teams don't operate that way. In what sense? I've well, just uh, the Leafs rotating gold in their crease. The Flames, until they got Markstrom, was always a different goalie every year. Oh, I feel like I you guys you. all play gotcha. together as a six-man system yeah, yeah, versus yeah. just get in there and stop the puck, which on a lot of teams, that is the case. Yeah. You know what I mean? But don't you think it's a unit? Everybody it is a unit, there? but it, it's hard to discover that unit, right? Like, you've yeah. got to try a lot of different people to find that unit. And yeah. I just... It is very complicated. It's not just so easy to just plug guys in because that's not how it works. Mm -hmm. So we were talking about your stints in Florida working yes. this past winter. Uh, a couple I of them. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I don't think people understand how important it was for the NHL to be in Florida for high-profile events like the All-Star Game, which I saw you at, and then at the Stanley Cup final, I saw you on your phone in the hall. I didn't want to bother you. Oh, is that but, right? Yeah, but just people, hockey's a bigger deal there now than people think, and it doesn't hurt to have events like that in Sunrise. It's amazing how it sells the game. Now, yeah. listen, I, you know, I mean, when I was in California, we had Wayne Gretzky, so it was a whole lot easier to sell <laughs> the game with Gretzky, but that is sort of like what you're hoping it's going to do. So this Stanley Cup run, the All-Star weekend. By the way, Don and I went down to Key West just before the All-Star weekend. What a beautiful trip that is. Holy. Our favorite place in the world. Is it? Oh, yeah. I love that drive over the uh, the bridges and everything. It was amazing. Bill and, Lindsay has a house there, yeah. Oh, yeah? That's yeah. cool. Uh, you know, and uh, Hemingway, we saw the bar that he used to go Legend. to all the time, right? Just everything Legend. about it. Anyways, yeah. enough of that. But that's that's my goal for uh, the Florida area. You know, Tampa, they've made such great inroads. And my goal, my hope is, like California, where, you, you know, you start to develop all these young kids, like uh, Dallas and Texas, they've got all these youth programs. Nashville now, most people don't. Uh, realize Nashville, they've got a really great uh, uh, youth program. Look at St. Louis. Look at all the kids that come out of St. Louis. That's my goal for, for hockey, that it's going to continue to grow. It's not just going to be a Canadian game. It's wild because obviously the Getz last are from Regina, close yeah. friends, and they're moving to Nashville. That's right. I said to their dad, 
why Nashville? Yeah. And they said, everybody's moving to Nashville. Everybody is, Yeah, right? but they said just great hockey programs there yes. for Ryan's kids. He's got three boys. Yeah, that's you right. Know? Well, Patty Marlowe, well, now I think he's going to move back to San Jose, but he spent the last year in Parkland, Florida, and because well, a great hockey academy for their kids. So it's, it's really more... Uh, you know the 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 youth programs are more than people think. It's massive, these, massive. Yeah, yeah. Well, Kevin Bex has got a great program in Southern Cal, and uh, he loves it. He, you know, he gets kids from all over for his program. I got to ask you. You talked to Kevin, our sales guy. He said yeah. he goes. I have one question for Kelly. He I'm asked like, oh, me already. Did he? Did he? Yeah, was he it did. about Bexa? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it was. <laughs> what's it like? He said, "What's it like working with Kevin Bexa?" And if I can preface that. I was just doing an event with Ryan Getzlaff, and Getz said, listen, he's great on there, but if they ever take the harness off him, he'll be, like, next level. So are they harnessing BXA? No, we can say whatever we want to say. There's Serious? Uh, 100%. Okay. It's, it's like this show. It's unscripted. We can say whatever we want. Um, you know, you can see on the desk, we all usually take notes, but it's not about what we can say or how far we can go. That's your own personal, you know, right. Thing, so I kind of wondered how much more he could say because he doesn't really seem to hold back a lot now. Right. But Getzlaff's like, oh, oh no, he's wild. <laughs> Mike, oh, okay. Well, he could be. I've not seen that even off camera. Like when yeah. we go for dinner, he's you know. Well, here's the normal. thing. Seventeen years, you said you've been on the air. I mean, I've been no on the air for me. I'm going into my 25th year. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh, so a broadcaster longer than a player. Yes. Well, to me. You'll always be my Kelly, number 32, as the player. But at the broadcaster, I remember watching when you started, you didn't like to criticize guys. That's and right. you don't have a problem now. Yeah, I don't so what, anymore. What changed? Well, although, you know, I really think about uh, what I'm going to say and how it may impact the player and his family and so on. But if, I, if I'm, you know, if I have a problem with the guy, I'll just say it, you know. But I think it comes from a place of uh, a red heart, not a black heart. Like, mm -hmm. I, it doesn't come, you know, with hatred or, you know, anger. It just said, as an example, uh, I got highly criticized a few years ago about talking about a goalie because he, he was injured in a manner in which I didn't think he sh should have. And, uh, you know, I got highly criticized, but I stand by it. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the tough part, but you've been in that position. Yeah. So you can say it. I can say it. <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. i got to ask you this, though. I have the opportunity to watch all the Flames games yes. in this market six yeah. months out of the year. And uh, you were critical of the Flames and, and for good reason. But that couldn't have been easy. Uh, it's, not, it, it's very difficult yeah. to do that. And as you know, uh, if you watch most Flames games, when they're scored on, I usually compliment the other team for what they've yeah. done. And I don't, you know, I, I could easily point out all the mistakes, but I choose not to go down that road. I choose to be a different kind of broadcaster. And I'm very complimentary towards both teams. Um, and it is a difficult position when you are on the team charter. You know, you're doing things around the guys. You're in the dressing room. Uh, around them and so I've chosen a different path as a broadcaster now Saturdays are completely different on yep. Hockey Night in Canada it's a different, different hat it's yeah. a different hat I have a different feel um, I feel as though I have more range I can say more of what I want to whereas I'm I'm a partner with the Flames when I'm doing their games yeah well the interesting thing about that is I don't think the rest of the country realizes that you are on all those Flames games. So, again, right. I really enjoy yeah, it. And yeah. um, so with Ryan Huska, I'm shocked that the fans don't know who he is. I'm like, he's been with the organization since 2014. How do you not know who Ryan Huska is? But yeah. they're just focused on Daryl, Daryl, Daryl. And before that, Bill Peters and blah, 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 yeah. blah. But they don't know Ryan. Yeah. You would. I do. Yeah. Uh, so what do they need I, to know about him? Uh, well, that... He comes across, I think if you've listened to the post-game radio show on the Fan 960, he comes across as really nice and soft-spoken, but beneath that surface, there's a, a real fire in there, and he won't be afraid to tell the players what they need to hear. So I think that's really important when you make that change from an assistant coach to a head coach. can be difficult for some guys. You have to make sure that the players understand that you are in charge. They also need to know that you're human. Yep, Especially 100%. now. And he's got a sense of humor that I didn't know that he had. Right? 
Well, I, you know, it's not as though I'm around the assistant coaches or the coaching staff on the road, but I bump into them all the time. And so right. I, I know them a little bit. I wouldn't say that uh, uh, Kirk Muller was a guy that I've known more. Now he's moved on, but he was a guy that uh, uh, I knew more of. Jason LaBarbera I know a little bit. He, we, he Be happy I, that he was back? Oh, yeah, yeah. totally. He's... He's really good. Um, I think you're going to see an entirely different Flames team, of course, because of the big change it made behind the bench. Massive. Yeah. Well, they know Craig Conroy, or feel they know Craig Conroy because he played here for so long. I don't know if he's the same guy in the office as he is on the ice, but if he is, they're in good shape. Yeah, they're in really good shape. I've known Craig and uh, visited with him many, many times, and he's... uh, deep knowledge of the game yeah. for sure so i always do this when we have the big guests i hog all the questions so we have a couple <laughs> minutes left in this segment and then next segment we'll take the uh, audience's questions if you're cool with that love it but two things before we break is you mentioned how cold fla live arena is <laughs> would you they mind? all are well you know yeah. as most people don't know this because when we do on cameras rick and i do our on cameras uh you know a suit jacket and tie i carry an overcoat every single rink with me so i'm all bundled up most general managers uh have like an overcoat in all the arenas because every arena is freezing cold la might be the coldest is that right yeah but in your era you remember the bad ice and the uh, fog on the ice we don't have that anymore and the fans would be in t-shirts and so on like the the buildings back then were made for the fans and their comfort level, not the players. And so, yeah, I wish I would have played on the ice that these guys have. Uh, I actually think Arizona's colder. The old place, not the shoebox right. they're in now. Did you get in that rink this I year? I did. What? Very cool experience. Is it? Yeah, it's so cool. You're one of the few guys that doesn't laugh at it, that it's a junior rink. Well, it is, but, you know, you have to embrace the experience, whatever it is, right? And yes. so uh, Rick Ball and I had a heck of a time. He forewarned me because he had done a game with uh, Greg Millen in that Mullet Arena prior to my coming there, and uh, it was very cool. One of my memorable experiences from the past season. That's good. But others have said it's fun, but they don't want to be there long term. Of course not. Yeah, right. right. Kelly Rudy, good enough to join us here at Century Downs Racetrack and Casino. We'll turn it over to your questions when we come back. The EMJ Marketing text line is open 902-518-3033. If you're watching on the streams, you can write us there too. We'll be right back on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Podcast, and YouTube Live. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. PlayNow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games. Your favorite live table games and the PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. PlayNow.com 19 plus. Use your game sense. Welcome back, Century Downs Racetrack and Casino. By the way, the World Professional Chuck Wagon Association World Championships are here August 23rd to the 27th. Get your tickets at showpass.com. We're going to have some of the drivers on the show coming up over the next couple weeks. So it's going to be big fun. 
but there's not much more fun than what we got going on today. Kelly Rudy joining us here from Hockey Night in Canada, NHL great. And before we do turn it over to the audience, Kelly, uh, if I may, you mentioned uh, California hockey players producing them. Now Florida. Have you looked at a Western Hockey League roster lately? There's usually one or two kids from California. Oh, 100%. So, yeah. Rod, you might, may not know this, but for years I was a part owner of the Nanaimo Clippers in BCHL. I don't and, think I knew uh, that. Pardon me? I don't think I knew that. Yeah, and so we were allowed eight imports, and a lot of years our imports would be like six of them, seven of them would be from California. That's how good they're... And they're, they're good. Very good. Very talented. Like, their skill level is crazy so do you feel a little bit um a pride with oh, that 100 you should oh yeah you know so the first time the kings won the cup in 2012 a lot of us guys that played there in the early uh, 90s we were texting each other about how this how it's impacted the game uh and how california they really understand the game we were very proud of the fact that to uh, of course, with Wayne, we're able to grow the game in California because I'm going to be off on the numbers, Rod. But when early on when I played there, I think I only knew of three hockey arenas in Southern Cal. L.A. had two. There's the Great Western Forum, the Culver City Ice Rink, and then there's one in San Diego because San Diego has a long, rich hockey history, which some people wouldn't know of. And then all of a sudden, with Wayne, just exploded. And I'm going to say, like ten years ago, I counted fifty some arenas in that same area. So it's that's amazing. And Luke Robitaille, he and his partners built uh, an arena just north of Los Angeles that used to be our practice rink for a while until they have that beautiful. Uh, practice facility in El Segundo. I don't know if you've ever been there, but that's no, amazing. But that's has. where the Kings practice now. It's well, beautiful. Well, and it's coming in South Florida, as you saw. I don't know how much yeah. you learned when you were down there, but, um, you know, Billy Lindsay's a good friend, and yeah, we talked sure. about the fact that 30 years ago, there was 2,500 kids playing hockey in Florida. Yeah. Now there's 25,000. That's amazing. That's what you that's want. That's good to hear. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Sure. So here we go, as promised, turning it over to the streets, to the audience. Jayla in Calgary. And also John have written in the same question. They say, we're curious on Kelly's take on the state of the flames. Can Craig Conroy fix it? That's from Jayla. And John says, what does Kelly think the flames need to do to get back into contention? Well, Jayla and John, yes, they are in good hands and they will uh, definitely be a much improved team. Um, I'm not going to, you know, dump all over Daryl Sutter, but if the majority of the players don't like the coach, uh, to the extent that they did, they had no chance of winning. So now that they have uh, a new coach and uh, they'll have more respect for him, because two years ago they were a great team. I have no reason to believe that they won't be a, a very good team again. I started something. We'd be here all day answering these questions <laughs> from everybody, which I know you're good with. We got Kelly for one more segment. Uh, Oleg in Winnipeg says, can you ask Kelly how much a good goalie coach can improve a goalie's performance. Okay, so there's a technical side, which is very important, but I think more so than anything, mental. it's the mental side because it's such a difficult position, as you know, Rod. And there'll, there'll be those nights, and I'm. it's kind of cool for me as a former goalie to witness it on the Flames charter after. So the players get on, they, you know, they're well-fed, and usually before the team takes off, the goalie that played that night will go right up to Jason LaBarbera or Jordan Sigalette when he was a goalie coach and they'll have a real extensive discussion about the game and they'll either go through video or it'll just be a conversation. So to answer that question, Oleg, it's extremely important and it's that rapport that you have and that trust. You know, I, I was very fortunate. I had some good mentors in my day as well. In particular, Cap Raider, when I had him in Los Angeles, he is, his official title was assistant coach, but he was also a former WHA goaltender. And so I leaned on Cap for advice a ton. But my favorite Kelly Rudy story of them all okay. is Tony Robbins. Forget oh. about Cap Raider. Yeah, Tony, Tony Robbins. And you know who's a regular on this show is Ron Dugay. Okay, cool. So Dugs talked about playing with you and all yeah. the stars coming through the yeah, room. For sure. He said Stallone, crazy. Tony Robbins. Everybody. Obviously John Candy. Tom Hanks, everybody. Yeah. Right? Is that distracting? It was not distracting. It was odd at, <laughs> at the beginning because I wasn't used to it. And then, you know, basically when they're around all the time. We had a team photographer 
after every game, taking pictures of ourselves with the big stars. I, I have a, a folder in my house, in my office. I don't know, it must be this thick with pictures of all the celebrities that came through over the years. It's so cool uh, to go through it and look. And um, But Tony Robbins was a great help for me. So you do know about some of my mental health challenges. Mm-hmm. I experienced something at that point, and Barry Melrose recognized I needed help, not physically, but mentally. And so he uh, put me in contact with Tony Robbins, and I worked one-on-one with Tony for... I don't know, a few months, and it was a game changer. For I me. can't get enough of that story because who would yeah. who would think that right? if people realize that the concepts of sports and life are so similar and parallel? Very similar, right? It, it was what I thought about myself. That's what Tony got, you know, out of me. And he asked me the very that very specific question, and uh, so it was it was uh, really cool. Do you keep in touch with Melrose? I do. Yeah. How's he doing? He's doing okay. Yeah, very. Uh, he chose. This is the first year he chose not to come to the final. But uh, you know, I uh, I have mad respect for Barry. Um, you know, one of my favorite people that I've ever met in the game. Kelvington Sass. Yes, that's right. Another Medicine Hat Tiger there guy go, too. Right? Yeah. Oh, you can't forget that stuff. Ryan in Saratoga, New York, wants to know your thoughts. Here, cool. question for Mr. Rudy. What was his impression of the New Jersey Devils this season, and do they have the potential to go further this season? Yes, they do, Ryan. Man, that is a fun team to watch, right? Like, high skill. Uh, I played with their general manager, Tom Fitzgerald, uh, in uh, New York, and he's a really intelligent guy. He really understands uh, how the game is changing in terms of skill level, and uh, that, that's a great team to watch. I covered him a couple times this season. From an account called The Bar Flies in Winnipeg says, are the days of the impartial commentator gone? You and I know what he means. Um, uh, the guy that calls it like it is, are they gone? I don't know. I, well, I hesitate. I, You know, I said before in our earlier segment, we can say whatever we want on the air, right? We, we don't have any uh, harness or, you know, no rules what we can or can't say. But I think there has to be a, uh, an internal uh, gauge where you go, do I want to say this or do I want to stay away from it, right? Like, we can say anything we want, but then it's going to be a firestorm on social media and do you want that? Or do you need that in your life? So that, that's my answer well, to that. And that's my point is maybe your bosses don't tell you what to say, but you know yourself if you tick off a GM or a player, you're going to know it by the time you leave the studio. Oh, okay, but right, but that that's always been the case. Like when, even when I started in Hockey Night uh, in 1998, if I said something that offended a coach or a GM, they'd call me right away. Or if I was in the building, you know, I, I had many general managers try and track me down in a building and, and get mad at me, of, of course which is ridiculous because I'm going to stand up for myself. Yeah. If I said it, I'd believe it. Good for you. Absolutely. Right? Same here. I had a coach, so one time, I will, he'll go nameless, but he, he, he refused to work on the power play. So I'm watching a Thursday night game, his team's at home, and uh, they go 0 for 6 or 7 or something on the power play. So immediately after the game, I... I call our travel person. I change my flight to this city to go earlier in the day so I can get to this, uh, the team's practice. Team practices, no power play work. So I changed my game plan for Saturday night. So I think, okay, my opening has to be this coach refuses to work on their power play and it's costing them games. So I said that. So the coach gets mad at me and refuses uh, our guest for the intermission. So, and then he goes, he, he sends a note through the PR guy. I want to meet Kelly after the game in my office. So I go in there and he, he lists off a number of things why he disagrees with what I said. Do you think that's going to intimidate me? The entire third period, I wrote about 20 notes down why I thought that he was costing his team points or games. And so I remember when I turned it around on him, he was like, Okay, I didn't expect that. <laughs> Is he still coaching? No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the best ones don't worry about that stuff, right? They As don't you worry know. about what I say. No, Why the best ones you? don't. Why would you? Uh, Ryan says, by the way, I remember Kelly Rudy wearing one of the most unique masks of the era as an L.A. king. 
the Hollywood mask, I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, that was so cool. And that design originated in our kitchen here in Calgary. So when Don Strauss was the mask maker, and when we were coming up with the concept, because we wanted something really cool, a really uh, amazing paint job that would stand out to people. So I immediately talked, uh, we had, I had a business advisor in the kitchen at the time and we were talking with my family about what mass really stands out to me. And Mike Richter's uh, Statue of Liberty mass to me was the coolest in the NHL because it was, you knew what it was mm -hmm. and you identified the city of New York with the Statue of Liberty and it was so simple, the artwork was so simple. So I thought, well, quickly, well, what's the most recognizable thing when you go to Los Angeles? The Hollywood sign. So Don Strauss knocked it out of the park. It's one of the, I think, the most iconic masks in the history of the game. Why did you like the goalie nerd out here? Why did you love the Jofa helmet so much and mask combo? Okay, so I was kind of forced to go to that. I didn't, I didn't like it as much as people think. Um, the reason I went, first of all, I wore the, the molded mask in junior, like all of us, right? Yeah. And then Bernie Perrant, my idol, uh, lost his He's career. He's your idol? He's my idol. He and lives Bern in Boca. Yeah, Bernie lost <laughs> his career because he got a stick in the eye, right? Yeah. So I immediately changed. I went to a, a helmet uh, cage, uh, and that's all they offered me back then, the Jofa. And so I stuck with it. And I tried other masks, and I don't know if you remember this, but Glenn Healy, he wore a different style of helmet and, and the cage. SK2000. Okay, I wasn't <laughs> gonna say the brand, but they had two screws right here. And Glenn one time got a puck to the forehead and those screws dug right in and cut them for a bunch of stitches. So I didn't want to wear that helmet. <laughs> yeah, well, we can. I don't even know if they're still in business anymore. I don't know. But uh, my mind's jumping all over the place right I now. I like the, it. Well, goalies are getting concussions. I'm dealing with them physically and for mental sure. health right now they're from slap shots in practice. Gotcha. Right? Because right. I'm talking to oh, coaches boy. saying, yeah. can you have the guys keep their shots down? It's practice for the well, love of God. Well, it's more difficult now, Rod, because they go on their knees every uh, shot, right? Still. So it's a little bit more but difficult. But the shots are harder ass. and... Yes, they are much something, harder. Something's got to happen. Everything, yeah. Yeah. Save goalies. There needs to be a... <laughs> so save the whales, save goalies. Um, John in uh, Winnipeg. John Owen. That's the third call from Winnipeg. I, it's our number one city for viewership. Oh, really? Don't tell anybody. Okay, As we like sit here in Calgary. <laughs> yeah. No, I love it too. But uh, yeah, we're very big in Winnipeg, believe it or not. And John wants to know if you think Rick Bonus can be the one to eventually get it done for the Jets. Well, I'm biased, and I'm going to answer yes, uh, because I'm a big fan of Rick. I've known him for jeepers. I don't know how many years, 30 years, 30-some years. Uh, our first, our relationship first sort of took off a little bit uh, when we were both in the minors. I think he was playing in Tulsa at the time, and I was playing in Indianapolis, and after one of those games, somehow both teams found each other in the same bar, and so he was a big goal scorer at the time, and so our sort of friendship sort of took off from there, and every single time I see him wherever we are, uh, we have a good chat. I, I think the world of Rick, I know it was a difficult season for them last year and how it ended, and uh, some of the comments he made and some of the players didn't like that approach, but uh, I, I love him. Yeah, everybody does that knows yeah. him, right? Everybody loves him, yeah. I guess my last point where my mind was going, and then I'll let you go here, uh, a lot of folks would like to see you, but you have very strong thoughts on the cat's eye mask. Yes, I do. Like, very strong thoughts. Yeah, I wouldn't wear that mask, not, not at all, and I know a lot of guys do. The first thing I would do, the first thing I'd test if I were a goaltender thinking of going that... Can a puck go through at some angle? Or a butt end. Or a butt end or a stick, the, like yeah. the blade. And it happened, what, it was during the pandemic, and I can't remember which goalie, but the his own players, the blade of a stick went through and cut him, and he missed a bunch of games. So, man, that's a dangerous mask to wear. And I, I was shocked that at the World Juniors, they're still wearing them. I kind of get the NHL. You can kind of wear whatever you want you there. You can wear but, whatever you want, yeah. Yeah, but, but the World Jays, right? I was a little surprised. Right? Yeah. When we're trying to protect kids, right? Yeah. Kelly, this goes by so fast. I really appreciate My you coming pleasure. down. My pleasure. We're golfing Thank today. You. Don and I are golfing today. Say, hey, is she here? 
No, she's uh, she's doing her own thing this morning. And then tomorrow I'm uh, going to go pick up my mom and have her back right. home. Okay, so well, you have a great long weekend. I, I really appreciate you coming too. down, man. Uh, thanks for great. the invite. Kelly Rudy joining us here at Century Downs Racetrack and Casino. We'll be right back. Sports update, audience takeover, and some basketball talk when we return on Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio, podcast, and YouTube Live. PlayNow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. PlayNow.com 19 plus. Use your game sense. RP Show continues live from that beautiful facility, Century Downs Racetrack and Casino. Uh, a sports update here before we get to more listener and uh, viewer questions. You say Kikuchi will attempt to stop the Toronto Blue Jays three-game skid when he pitches tonight against Grayson Rodriguez in the American League East leading Baltimore Orioles in the third game of a four-game series at Rogers Center. Orioles won 4-2 Monday and then bombed the Jays 13-3 last night to move seven and a half up on the third place Blue Jays. The sports updates are for Landmark Cinemas in theaters August 4th, Meg 2, The Trench. Meg 2 is an upcoming science fiction film based on the 1999 book, The Trench by Steve Alton, serving as a sequel to the 2018 film, The Meg. The story continues as we follow rescue driver Jonas Taylor, played by Jason Statham, his encounter with a 75 foot long Megalodon shark. Meg to the Trench in Theaters, Landmark Cinemas, August 4th. Well, the chair is hot. Our good friend Seth Anderson joining us here. I call him my CEBL insider, Canadian Elite Basketball League. And I'm, I'm as you know, a big proponent of the league. It's in year five, Seth. And the playoffs are at hand. I, I'm not sure if the guys... You got that camera rolling, or do I need to... Uh, yeah, there we go. Hey, Seth. There we are. I don't think I told him that I was bringing you in here. Um, Seth is our CE Bill uh, insider, among a lot of other things. Can I call you the promoter and manager of the rock group, The Steadies? That too? That is a thing that I do, yes, What sir. else you got going on? I got a lot going on. Not everything I can even talk about. I got some exciting stuff coming down the pipe. Um, Mike working? Yes. Right. Oh, yeah, you're good. Uh, also here with a good friend of mine, Mark Logan, up-and-coming hip-hop artist in uh, in Calgary, former wow. hockey player. Um, Going to make a little intro to you two later on. But, yeah, I got lots of things on the go. Good for you. But, but, but basketball, if I may, is kind of your passion. And I'm right. It's one of your oh, passions. Yeah, I love big basketball. Guys. Calgary Surge season ticket holder. And I can read the official news release here. The CEBL's fifth season's coming to a head with Friday night's play-in games. A doubleheader, and Calgary's sitting here waiting in the West Final on Sunday night The surge are home to the winner of Winnipeg-Edmonton. They're playing Friday night in Canada Life Centre. They're setting attendance records in Winnipeg, yeah. as you know. Yeah. yeah, you're the league insider. Teddy, Teddy Allen leading the way. Yeah, and in the East, the Eastern play-in game features the Brampton Honey Badgers at the Scarborough Shooting Stars, a rematch of last year's league final. Yes, sir. So I've been watching the games on TSN. I went to the last game here, Calgary and Edmonton. I left at halftime. It's late for old fogies like me. I watched the second half on TSN. Rod Black was calling the game, and that was awesome. I don't know, man. Is it Canada's best kept secret, this league, or, or what? I don't feel like it's a secret anymore. Less and less a secret every day. I mean, if you were at the game in Calgary, like, it was... That was jam. Vibe. Yeah. Uh, that's the best way I could put it. Like jammed, but people are into it. And they are they are up out of their seats right from the get-go. Um, so I, I mean I think I think the growth of the game just in Calgary, but if you go anywhere, Edmonton, Winnipeg, etc., Scarborough, um, those arenas are full every game. Well, it's a little like I walked into Windsport that was last Wednesday, right? Edmonton's got two fan buses down here. Two fan buses. Yeah, there's a dance team out on the what we would call the bricks at our football stadium with the, with all that. Got DJs going on, vendors. I'm like, what? 
Where am I? It's a party. It's a vibe. That's the best way to put it, I think. Uh, and the ball is good. Um, just And even just seeing the development over the course of the summer and some of the players. Like, a lot of people might not know who these players are. They're predominantly Canadian. They're on the they're on the come up. Like, Steph Smith, the, the way he's been playing lately, unbelievable. We got to talk about my favorite player in the league. Kevin and I met him and a few of the other surge players. Muggsy. Rugsy. 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 Number zero, zero. Yes. He, he, you were saying there's a bigger star than him. I'm like, I don't care. This is the guy that I can't take my eyes off. Well, I Ruggsy. Mean, with Rugsy, he's got the athleticism where he just stands out. He like, did the alley-oop NBA jam that night. The place he, went nuts. His, his dunks are unbelievable. He's, he's got hops. But also what I really like about his game is defensively, he's had some blocks that have been very LeBron-esque this year. And I've talked to uh, some of the coaches. And like obviously when you're in that situation, it's not ideal because there was a breakdown. But just him and that athleticism and that extra effort has gone a long way in helping them on the defense. So we've had Jason Ribeiro on this show. He's the president of the surge and we've gotten to be real good friends. There's something about that guy, fire in his eye, fire in his belly. He's the president. And what do we say? It always starts at the top. Yeah. And I almost wonder. So the surge finished in first place in their first season in Calgary. They're almost like a Vegas Golden Knights thing. It's almost too much success in year one. I yeah, I, I would say, though, they, they definitely, like, they started hot, 5-1, and one, if I'm not mistaken. They kind of went on a bit of a dip with the opposite of that, where they kind of had, like, a 1-5 and five stretch yeah. or something to that nature. So it wasn't, you know, just an all-feel-good. I think they, 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 they had some tough times. They've managed through it. Uh, but in terms of, you know, getting people in the arena, coming in first place, really doing what he said he was going to do. Uh, I had a chance to interview him on my podcast prior to the season. He talked about they wanted to get ingrained in the community, have real authentic relationships built through the basketball community that already existed, and you know, attract people to the arena through that and having great basketball. I mean, check, check, check. He did all those things. And uh, so, so to me, that's why it feels like it's not a flash in the pan. It's not a one-time thing. This, they're building a sustainable infrastructure for the long term here in Calgary. John in Edmonton watching says, uh, question for the CEBL insider. You don't have a name. You're the CEBL insider, I'll okay? It. I'll take it. He says, do you think the Edmonton Stingers should move into Rogers' place since they sell out every game this season and have to turn people away? Uh, for me, I think, uh, I think the ven- I've been to that venue for th- three or four games over the years. I think it's a great venue for, the, for this team and this league. Um, I would think moving into, you know, Rogers Place, maybe in time the CEBL gets to that point. I mean, you're seeing it in Winnipeg where they're getting 7,800, 8,000 people out to a game. Uh, but for me, I like that venue. I know they're doing some cool things like offering free parking and that, you know, and they have like a $5 menu. They're doing a lot of fan-friendly things to get people down there. And I think they should keep riding that wave, at least for now. Uh, John goes on to say the Winnipeg Sea Bears have to open up the upper level for their game on Friday. So they're going to be 8,000 plus. Now that's another team first year. First year. In the market. First year. So what do you think the tipping point was? Like this is year five, everybody. And it's interesting because there's other markets that they expanded to recently. uh, St. John's in Newfoundland. Folded. Didn't didn't work, right? Um, They just, you know, Hamilton won the championship and then they they had to relocate into Brampton. So I I don't know what the magic sauce has been in Winnipeg and Calgary per se, uh, but I think they've had a little bit of trial and error as a league in terms of figuring out what works, what doesn't work, and they're getting a little bit more mature. And clearly in Western Canada, there's an appetite for basketball, uh, professional basketball, because I don't think, like, we've never really had anything like this that I'm aware of. And I'm a big basketball fan. Brian in Alberta, Edmonton area, says Rogers is too big for the Edmonton Stingers. I think you were kind of politely saying that. I, I, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Like, if you could get 15,000, 20,000 people in there, uh, I don't know that you could do that 11 times a year yet. Is there potential for that somewhere down the road? Who knows? John writes back and says, where do you think an expansion team could be for the CEBL in the future? They just expanded, man. I got to think they're good for a while. Well, yeah, Montreal is in their second year. They just went into Brampton, Calgary, uh, Winnipeg. Off the top of my head, I I don't know a market. um, I can't think of anything. Well, no, I know, and I know why that is. But to be honest, I'll say this. It's not going to be popular with a lot of people, but I don't care. In Saskatchewan, and you, Brent, lived in Regina for a long time. All those pro teams stay away from Regina because of the Rough Riders are so big. The Rattlers, the Rush. So a second team in Regina, in Saskatchewan. That'd be interesting. 
Why not? Built you got a 6,000 seat facility right there, which is probably perfect. Yeah. But they all stay away from Regina because of the monstrosity, you know, the, just the behemoth that is the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. We're supposed to be getting a Canadian Premier League team, but they were going to Saskatoon as well. You know, everybody stays away from Regina, and the Regina sports fan, I think, gets hurt because of that. Interesting. Frankly. And, and I don't know what the... Like, they've got the, the even 10 teams now, which I think the CFL's been trying to get to forever. So I think they've, they've got something going there. They're right across Canada for the most part. And, I, I, you know, it feels like BC might be another place where you could have a second team in the Lower Mainland or Kelowna. I don't... Well, you would know you're from there better than me. Well, and, and no information, but, like, if they were looking to expand, obviously that... That would have to be a spot they'd look at. From Safe Moon Dog writes in and says, Moose Jaw is next. Moose Jaw. Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. They got the facility, and they're always looking for tenants. Uh, we'll be right back. It's the RP Show live from Century Downs Racetrack and Casino on Game Plus TV. YouTube live and your favorite podcast form, uh, as well as WQEE Radio. All right, the RP Show continues, as always, live from Century Downs, Racetrack and Casino. Race is Friday, Saturday night. By the way, we're going to have some drivers down here next week as the World Professional Chuck Wagon Association World Championships are here August 23rd to the 27th. We'll be here. Come on down and say hey. Get your tickets at showpass.com, okay, and tell them the Rod Peterson Show sent you. Hey, Seth Anderson's with us kind of taking off his CEBL hat, and we'll just say entrepreneur, sports guy, and what else? All-around good guy? How about that? All-around good guy. I'll okay. take that, yeah. So a couple things. One, the poll question today for Key Auto Group is what is Canada's game of the week in the Canadian Football League? Key Auto Group driven by safety. Experience peace of mind with our comprehensive multi-point inspection. Visit keyautogroup.ca for automotive excellence. Running away with it, it's the BC Lions at the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And then they have 65% of the vote. Next, with 25% Ottawa at Sask, 7% Toronto at Calgary, and then Montreal at Hamilton bringing up the rear, three, just 3% of the vote. We are Western Canadian-based, I understand that. It's kind of reflected in our polls. You can go to the game courtesy Century Downs Casino by going to Instagram, Century Downs Post, promoting that game and the RP show. The keyword today is Huff. Enter the keyword Huff, and you'll be entered the draw to entered into the draw to uh, win a pair of tickets to that game Friday night. Uh, and the reason, Seth, I wanted to bring you in here, I want your take on this. A little different than my take, different than Darren's. Iowa State quarterback Hunter Deckers is accused of gambling on his own team's sports events, his own school, including a football game, and has been charged with tampering with records related to an Iowa criminal division investigation into sports gambling. The quarterback accused is accused of using a phony ID to place wagers. According to documents, Deckers bet on an Iowa State football game against Oklahoma State back in 2021 when he was a sophomore backup quarterback. What's your initial thought when you hear that? I mean, it's unfortunate for sure. I think, uh, I think it would be foolish to think that that's probably not happening more than we think. Like once you open that door to gambling, I mean, how do you police that? I, I don't know. Like, I, clearly, the sports world has gone in the direction of embracing gambling because it's very profitable. Adding teams in Vegas. Yeah. Every time you turn on a professional sporting event, there is bet this, bet that, bet this. And what's the difference between that and fantasy sports? Like, I think there's a lot of lines. Like, I, I, I don't know. Morally, it feels not great to have players betting on their own. Look at Pete Rose. That's where my head goes to. Um, but I, I think it's... I don't... I don't see how that's not happening probably more than we think it is. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Believe yeah, me, I yeah. didn't. But it's more my mind went first, and it's simply because of my training and working in the field of addiction. Gambling's not the problem. This is a, this is a player, a young man, a quarterback, who needs help. 
Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When he goes out of his way to use a phony ID to bet on his own team's games, it's because he can't stop himself. Sure. And the definition of addiction is when you can't stop a behavior or use of a substance despite it causing problems in your life. Hmm. That's addiction. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And what people don't understand, I see the CFL just announced yesterday a new betting partner. Uh, the CEBL has one. We have one. Everybody has one. We're gonna go. We're gonna stop. It's similar. We're gonna go back now and say no thanks to the money, because guys are having a tough time saying no. That ain't happening, folks. No. no. Uh, beer companies. You know, with the people that I deal with early on in uh, alcoholism recovery, addiction recovery, they say all I see on these sports games is beer commercials, and I'm like, well, eventually you won't even see that. Eventually you won't even see it. But right now you do because you're addicted to the substance. It's not the beer company's fault. It's not the sports league's fault. No. We're the ones with the problem. Sorry to go on, but no, I'm no, kind no. of passionate I think it, about I think that. It's a, I think it's a great point, and I never actually thought about that. Like Nobody does! Well, yeah, and even for me, when I think back to, I used to love sports, but more than that, I loved going to events and getting the beer. Like That was like part of it until I became sober and I stopped. Right. And it's a totally different experience, and it's just as good, if not better, um, but yeah, that was on me. But so that's figure that out. that's our thing. Yeah, there's still people that love going to the games, standing in line, getting the drinks, getting banged up. Go ahead, give her. I just don't want to do that anymore. I don't judge them. That no. was me. You know what I mean? So my point is that it really bothers me when people talk about the corporate greed and that it's a bad thing, which maybe it is. My point is when I get screwed over, people are like, "Oh, it's just business, Rod." But when I do a business deal that's best for me, people go nuts. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not, well, what is it? It's just business, guys. Sports betting is paying for sports now. Problem is it's not offsetting the cost of tickets or ads or anything else. They're still going up too. No, you know what I, I mean? These leagues just look at it as another revenue source and it's gotta be closing in on the being one of the biggest revenue sources. So it's here to stay. And to your point, you know, how do you help some of the younger people that are coming into it navigate or, or you know, these issues. Because, I mean, those are going to become more and more prevalent as we go forward. Oh, and, we're, and the thing is, we're talking about a college football quarterback. He didn't have millions no, or no, billions. No. No. Right? This is a guy that's been told repeatedly, you can't do this, and he did it anyways. That is a signal that he's got a problem. Yeah. Uh, last minute of play on the RP show. Ryan in Toronto writes in, and he says, what a great show today. Thank you, Rod and crew. Uh, Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, I say this every day, but another great RP show. I appreciate that. It's the guests. You were on quite the docket today with Kelly Rudy oh. and Peter Diakowski. How about that? that? That's something. I mean, I was fortunate to talk to Kelly on my podcast about a year ago, so it was great to meet him in person. But, man, I could listen to him talk all day. The demands on a guy like that are just obsessive so for him to fit in 40 minutes for us today is unbelievable i can't thank him enough uh we'll do it again tomorrow peter holdridge from the sports beat from this same radio station wqee joining us tomorrow who else we got clark matthew barnaby. who <laughs> matthew barnaby he says if he doesn't stand us up again i kid i kid barney because i love him see you tomorrow who has more fun than us? <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.